Today's episode is going to be about audience for your business, how to find them and how to retain them. Who who are helping the the customer? You know, who are approaching them afterwards for you know to see if they are satisfied. This is Swire Ho, the guest of this episode. Are you willing and dare enough to ask this question? Do you mind if I ask you why you have picked our company instead of our competitors? Don't you wish you had find out that information and then you know where you stand? Swire Ho is the co-founder of Garuda Promo and Brand Solutions. Swire is an immigrant. He came to U.S. in 1996, and in 2003, with his team members, he started a company, which he eventually sold. I'm gonna share a little bit about that company, what they did. They were doing customized DVD,、uh, CD cases, custom merchandise like T-shirts, and they also earned a Score Award in 2009 for small business success. So his business actually. Grew so popular, then he eventually decided to sell that company to Hellman Production in 2013, to focus exclusively on promotional product industry. You might have heard already about customer retention, how to retain the customer by doing different online things, but physical world, not many people might have told you about this because this is a different industry, totally different. You might know certain things. You might not know certain things, and the things that you don't know, we're gonna cover those things in today's episode. So I'm gonna learn with you. If you wanna learn more about me, go to issuesing.com. I s h u s i n g h dot com. Go to issuesing.com. You can learn more about me there. If you want to learn more about startingtoknow.com, go to startingtoknow. dot com and learn more about many business related topics. Let's welcome Swire. Hi Swire, welcome to the pod. Thank you so much for having me on your show, Ishu. Yeah, my pleasure. Thank you for taking your time to come here and、uh, share some valuable insights about your company and about target audience. Tell us how we can do the things that you are doing. Why don't we start with your company Garuda? Please tell us more about your company. What we do is we're in the promotional product business, and my job is I help my client grow sales, retain employees, and thank their customer with branded products. So a lot of people think about our industry promotional product.、Uh, it's swear, right? It actually stands for stuff we all get. So I think the reason、uh, I wanted to, you know, have this conversation is. You know,、uh, I wanted to provide insights and example to show you that we should look beyond that, and there are different ways that we can use promotional product more effectively. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. How did you identify your target audience, and how have you engaged with them? What was the process? Well, first of all, you know, we got to have a target audience for our business, no matter what industry that you're in,、uh, because if You know, a lot of people they wanted to to target everybody, but if you are talking to everyone, you actually talking to nobody. So, but some sometimes you know we are afraid that if we go niche, then we are missing out on all the opportunities out there. So by you know focusing on targeting targeting your audience, then you find out more about their demographics, 
maybe it's their gender, income level, and you want to write down as much details as possible about this um, target audience, then you can also look at the notes that you have, then you can actually plan and execute the, the course of action uh, to focus on these ideal clients. It is really hard to find a target audience or the ideal client. When you do like Facebook marketing, you or whosoever is doing the marketing, a person, they're doing it, they know like it's pretty hard to find the right target audience, even though like they have billions of people on the platform. I'm just taking an example of Facebook. Mm-hmm. So uh, how to nail down, like how to find out, okay, this person is hanging out here. Like how to do these kind of exercises? Can you share some tips here? You know, yes. How do you find uh, the per- buyer persona? So mm. uh, going back to what we just said, you know, if you identify, write down as much details as possible. Even if you have zero customer, if you just first started, you still wanted to write down, if I have a dream client that will pay the top dollar and buy a lot from me, who are they? You know, where uh, you know, what kind of publication would they want to be reading? You know, let me give you an example. Let's say we're targeting uh, stay-at-home moms who have kids in elementary school. So these are somewhat details to your target audience. And then you mentioned Facebook. So instead of going on Facebook, because Facebook is, is a big marketplace, you know, you have a lot of different, uh, even sub-platform in Facebook that you can do. And you find out that these uh, stay home mom who have kids in elementary school actually belongs to a couple of Facebook group. So they're more specialized and you don't target everyone that is on Facebook. Now mm-hmm. you might be hanging out on these groups, which have a lot of influence on this stay home mom. And then you actually provide your value there. So you're not thinking about or selling. So you think about at least on Facebook group, you're providing more information because on Facebook, it's the last thing that we want to see is another sponsor ad. So by detailing as much as possible about your target audience, maybe you can identify in terms of Facebook marketing, these you know target audience that you have, maybe you can actually go out to the actual school locally and do just buy a banner ad or you sponsor a school program could be as effective and if you would spend money on Facebook ad. So I think the first question that we need to answer is who are they? You know, what kind of websites do they read? You know, what kind of platform magazines do they consume? So by able to answer those questions yourself, then you actually uh, can figure out where you want it to be. Were you able to find your target audience in the same way? And how have you engaged with them like yourself? Well, it's a process. You know, I do have an idea of our target audience and mm-hmm. I'm keeping adding things that I find out every day is when I interact with a client. So for our purpose in promotional product, you will think that this will be, you know, CEO, maybe chief marketing officer, that would be the person that will order from us. But then I looked at all my, you know, CRM system, you know, who, mm-hmm. who, who do I actually interact with, with different companies that I work with? I identified that their title is always the executive assistant, the secretary, or sometimes we call them gatekeeper for the company. They actually help the CMO, the CEO to in charge of buying promotional product. So then when we develop the message, we know that we are actually speaking to this executive assistant. And then you, when you identify the ideal client, you know, what kind of pain point do they have? 
you know, what kind of problem can you solve for them? So people don't want to be so, but if I can help you solve your pain, then you're willing to work with me. And then the, the more that you wanted to spend with me. So I constantly look at what kind of pain point that they have and how as a company that we can help them solve their pain. This is a really interesting fact that you mentioned here, going via the executive assistants or secretaries, like that can be a new way. This is a really interesting fact that you shared with me here. You have some interesting insights that I just mentioned, like, please share your background story. How did you think of starting Garuda? What was the thinking process, like how you came up with this idea? I've, I started my first company. Yeah, we're in the CD and DVD replication business. So we actually make copies mm-hmm. uh, back back then for record labels and film companies. Along the way, when a musician finished an, an album, they asked if we do merchandise for them that when they go on tour so they can sell T-shirt hats. And then for entertainment company, they said, uh, can we do give backs for them? So that, that's how we stumble upon you know, in the promotional product business. And in 2013, we sold the CD and DVD replication business. And now we focus exclusively in promotional products. Interesting story. I'm sure that you as an entrepreneur know the importance of customer acquisition. Even the business was a DVD business or even this full-on promotional product business. You know the importance of customer acquisition and customer retention. Your company is built around customer retention, if I if you may allow me to say that, like, how do you build a customer retention program? Like, can you share, like, how can we build a customer retention program? Yeah, that's a great question. And I think this is a question that we all should be able to answer because think about that. You know, a lot of us will spend money buying Facebook ads, you know, buying uh, Google ads and all kinds of ads that we have to acquire a client. But then once we actually pay to use our product and services, ask yourself, how much time and effort and money are you spending on retaining clients to make sure that they order from you again? You know, a lot of companies that I talk to actually have no efforts or they have a zero budget for retaining a client. Who, who are helping the, the customer? You know, who are approaching them afterwards for, you know, to see if they're satisfied? If you are not doing that, you're leaving a lot of money on the table because the cost for retaining a client and have to have them order from you again will be a lot easier than if you go out every single time to get a new client. So, you know, a lot of the conversation that we had with our client are surrounding how can we build on that retention? How do we create a unique customer journey so then when they finish ordering that's it's just the first start you know you wanted to check in with them you want to make sure that they are satisfied with what you have done you know are there any ways that you can improve on are they and then after you know that they are happy with your product and services are you asking them for reviews are you asking them for referral if not if you're not doing that then you're missing out a lot of opportunities mm-hmm mm-hmm and Swire, so what about the t- tough customers like who never responds to the feedback? You can consider me one. <laughs> so you can consider me one. Like uh, how to deal with such a client? Like send a send a gift uh, to them, maybe a promotional product, or after one or two email messages, looks like more so of a spam. Okay, yeah, you you're asking me for a feedback. Uh, I like your product, but I'm 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 not ready to give you a review or a feedback. I don't have the time. It's not being rude of me it's me or it can be someone else. It's just, we don't have time to do that. So how to solve that problem? Do you know 
any tactics that you might have faced in your business as well? Well, it's all about the con- conversion rate, right? Now, that's 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 a great question, by the way. So, if you're in sales, if you're in customer service, you would know that there are always going to be people who are not going to respond with you, and then no matter how you reach out to them, uh, they're not going to respond. But that doesn't stop us from reaching out. So, instead of an email, if you always send email or if you always send a survey to people, have you tried calling the person? You know, because the more that you could interact with the client, the more you can find out about, you know, what they think about your product and services. Have you, are you willing and dare enough to ask this question? Do you mind if I ask you why you have picked our company instead of our competitors? Don't you wish you have find out that information and then you know where you stand against your competitors? Or maybe they give you a suggestion, you know, I do like your service, but I think if you can really improve or change a certain things, then I would like you better. So you'll know, make the effort to become an active listener and also to make an effort. If something that you could change within your company, you do that because a lot of time when we call big company, they, you know, they have ni- nicely scripted, you know, they, they sound very nice, but then we know that they're never going to change. So mm-hmm. that's how you build customer loyalty, you know, to show that, you know, things that they point out that a company willing to listen and change, that is how you're able to build customer loyalty. Mm-hmm. Should we send a gift to, to someone, the customer who has already bought from us without telling them or asking them for their feedback or survey? What do you think? Can that be a good way to surprise them like by just sending them the gift, promotion product, anything? Well, when you we when we talk about you know a, a product campaign, if it's nice that if you wanted to send them a gift, it's always nice to send you know people a thank you gift. You know, it's a nice gesture. But mm. then the way really to use promotional product to for uh, post sale experiences, you wanted to really and it goes back to knowing your ideal client. If you if you sent me something that I really like and I'm really happy with, you know, we all have a cell phone and we are all reporters and journalists right now. If I see something nice that come onto my desk, I'm going to take a picture and I'm going to share it on all the social media uh, platform that I have. So now you're doing a couple of things, you know, people will thank you for uh, sending them a gift and they also promote your company without you even asking them because you just send them something that is related to them, something that resonates with them. So when you think about promotional product, these will be some of the questions that you should answer before picking an item that you want to purchase. Cool, cool, cool. And I recently came across uh, two interesting facts regarding the promotional products. I want to share like 90% of people who receive a promotional product can recall, can recall the name of the brand. 90% people source was like promotion marketing LLC. They they gave that stat. Other stat is 85% of product recipients did business with the advertiser who gave them the item. This was a stat from Sage World. So two interesting thing, like 85% people are doing business with the advertiser like who gave them a free product or 90 percent of the people can recall the name and like this is a big percentage like I, and i came across these numbers today this was not in my mind promotional products can do such kind of wonders what the best way to use promotional product is you want to create the experience you want to create the emotional 
uh, bonding because you know it when you think about when we visit or uh, we go on vacation you know we always want to buy a souvenir we actually pay for the product with someone else's logo on it and when we actually you know, visit a certain concerts, we always buy overpriced t-shirts. You know, there are something that, so that we could remember the experience. You know, for example, we all say pants are cheap, right? You know, er everyone is giving up pants. So some people are actually discrediting, you know, the use of a pen. But then think about if you go to, let's say a coffee shop and you saw your favorite celebrity at the coffee shop, and then they actually use, you know, whatever pen that have access to and then sign their autograph using that pen. How would you like to hang on to that pen? You probably take it home and you probably frame it and then you, you'll always be your favorite pen. So think about how you can use the promotional product in the customer journey to create that experience. So people will actually hang on to the item that you send them and tell every people about what you have done for them. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I, I think this strategy of promotional products, I might be wrong. I'm just, I'm just thinking loud and it's my just thoughts. I, I'm just thinking this can be a little bit on the expensive side when we compare with digital marketing campaign. Yes, this has a different kind of feel, emotions attached to it, maybe more impact. I receive the product, I'm going to share and more people are going to share, uh, see it at the same time. So it's going to be more impact of the branding. But don't you think like it's going to be a little bit expensive when compared to digital marketing? Well, it, it depends on what the goal that you're trying to achieve. You know, there's always a, a good question and there's always something that people want to debate about that. So what if you have this idea, you can merge digital with promotional product? You know, people all like to win. You know, I'm sure that mm. we all have done something that we want to win something and we have to follow five people. We have to tag a friend and we have to share it, you know, all mm. kinds of different ways just to have the thought that we might win something, but we never win. So if you're on a budget, if you just wanted to, if, if you don't want to spend that much, have one nice gift, maybe something $200, $300, you just have one. And then you create your digital marketing campaign around that product. So then when you do all this for me, then you get a chance to win this product. So all you have to buy is actually one. Mm -hmm. Interesting, interesting. This, this is a different level of insight that you're sharing here. Thank you, thank you. Can we turn our customers into mini advocates? Like this is related with this question like that we just discussing before. Who would promote and refer your brand? How can we do that? I want to know how can we do the same things? I started a brand. Now I want to push it into the market like as much as I can. Like yes, digital marketing is fine. The things that you touched recently about giving them the promotional product. How can we do that? And what is the right way? Well, there's a million dollar questions, right? You know, if we can all turn all of our clients to be our mini advocates, then we don't really need to spend on advertising. You know, they will be promoting on behalf of us. You know, for example, think about people who like football. They like, you know, um, any sports that they have, they will actually pay to wear the, their favorite team and they go everywhere with those teams. So those are mini advocates, you know, just to give you a quick example. So how, how can you identify and how can you know that, you know, there are customers that are really happy with what you do. There are always going to be people who are big fans of your work. So 
you know, to begin that, you have to really have that conversation with those customers. Sending email is nice, but people appreciate a follow-up call. People appreciate that when you check in with them, ask them how would they feel, you know, what, what kind of feedback would they have about your product and services, you know, write them down and do ask that question, you know, if we, if we uh, have you say it maybe in an email or we can even get you on a video or on a case study Zoom call, would you be interested in doing that? You know, some might say no, but for those who are willing to give you that time, then you really want to value it. Then this is how you can build on to build on case study with actual paying customer. That's how you can do very effectively and inexpensively for turning people into your mini advocates. Mm-hmm. I might be wrong in this case. Like I might be seeing the thing my from a personal perspective, but don't you think wearing the t-shirt of maybe, I don't know, Microsoft to any game or outside, it's not that fancy. Wearing the company uh, t-shirts or promotion products, things like that. I, I'm again saying like I'm looking from the personal uh, lens, uh, like I won't do that. Do you think people are they doing it? Well, that depends on you know the situation, right? So when we go to, for example, uh, industry convention, you have mm-hmm. team of different software development company. You know they always dress as a team, right? Mm-hmm. So the more impressive they are, you know, and obviously I've seen you know how competitive they are with their uh, personal branding. And it's actually, you know, you brought up a good question. Now organizations have a lot of virtual team members. They're actually all around the world. How can a company build better team culture and loyalty for their employees? You know, some of it you could say to a team apparel, because when we think about the situation that we are actually working as a team, you will be more productive and you'll be more loyal to the company then if you think that you're just working by yourself at home. So would you rather that they feel the team culture and then they can have actually have a virtual team huddle? Then you just wanted to feel them they're just employee B, you know, working remotely on another platform. So as a you know company manager, you know, how would you value that? Related with this, I have recently come across a subtle way of marketing. If you go to like stock images uh, platform like Unsplash or Pexels.com, go there. When I, when I was there, I was looking at a few of the photos like I, that I wanted to download. And I was able to find out subtle way of marketing. Let's take an example. I need a professional portrait, something like that of, of, a, of a man standing, something like that. So that person, if that person is having a bag with a logo on it, like it's a subtle way of marketing and people are doing this. I, I have, I've seen multiple examples of this. So now, nowadays, like uh, to give you on another perspective of what I have seen so far in like virtual Zoom calls and things like that, when you're talking to a, uh, to a team member, like of any company, the product that you want to buy or the services and that you want to buy from any particular company, if the rep is wearing the t-shirt, yes, it might look like a uniform to some people, but it's a subtle way of marketing again, because the person, if I'm the person on the buying side, like I want to make a decision, I haven't made the decision yet. That's another impact for me uh, by seeing that that logo on the t-shirt one more time. Like, yes, the company might have reached me before via other forms of digital marketing, but I saw the person wearing the t-shirt. 
doesn't matter. Like it's just a t-shirt. But what I'm saying is like, I got another hit off, uh, off that brand one more time. If I'm not going to make the decision right there on the call, that, that brand name is somewhere in my mind. I'm making the decisions based on the requirements, but still that, that kind of leaves an impression in your mind, like subconsciously, not consciously sometimes, like subconsciously, yes, it does. I, I love that example. So we always talk about you, you have to have seven touches yeah. for, a, for, for people to actually recognize your brand. So it could be social media, it could be magazines, ads, and promotional product can be another touches that you have. And the more that you see about that logo, the brand message, and that the overall brand you want to create the experience for your ideal audience, the better it will be. So it that's why when when I suggest to our client, when you pick a promotional product, it has to be on brand. You know, are you uh, going for the luxury experience or are you going for eco-friendly, whatever message that you're going for. So the item that you choose physically has to match you know, the message and the mission statement for the company. If you're buying something that totally off-brand, you will kind of lost your audience just as if you would post, you know, certain things on social media and then you post something else, then you kind of lost touch with the, the branding vision that you have for your brand. Mm, agreed, agreed, agreed. So I are like all these things were like valuable information. I loved it. Like any final thoughts before we go, like any final thoughts that you would like to share with the founder, the entrepreneur who is listening to this podcast right now? Yeah, thank you so much. Uh, I would really suggest if you haven't thought about your ideal client, do sit down and write down as much as you could about your ideal client. And if you're struggling with that, you know, and if you have been in business for uh, a while, you look at your um, record, you know, who purchased the most from you for the past year? Look, you know, who, who are your top 10? Who are they? What kind of job title are they? What kind of kind of things do they buy? How would they like to be communicated? You know, and guess, you know, what kind of publication platform are they going to be on? You know, that's where you want to be as, as a company. And then, you know, map out a journey for them so that you know that you're always on checking in, in what they do. And then uh, at a certain point, do you ask them the right question? You know, do you happen to have a colleague or friend or family that can also use our product and services? If you do ask that question, you'll be surprised. Some of them may actually give you the answer that you're looking for. Cool. This is beautiful. Where can we learn more about your business and about you if someone wants to get in touch? I, I'm on LinkedIn. Uh, you can uh, look me up at Swireho. If you wanted to talk business, our business website is garudapromo.com. Issue, I'm going to also send you our resource link. Mm -hmm. If the listener wanted to find out more about the best practice for using promotional product, the resource link will give you a lot of good information. Beautiful, beautiful. Thank you so much, Swire, for coming to the pod. This really means a lot to me. All right. Thank you so much for the opportunity.